0: I wish you could just shut your big yapper. And now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland, hosted by Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and live every morning on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Hey, yeah, good morning, everybody. How are you? My name is Rudy Pavich. This is a long walk to Cleveland. First, I've got to say good, uh, good morning to some people that are hopping on to the live feed right now. Good morning to Mira, Aishar, Patty. What's up, Maximilian, Tara, Gretchen, Danielle, Bellamy Jack. What's up, Wyatt? What's going on, bud? Hopefully you're doing all right. Uh, Mel, hey Rudy, hope you had a great weekend I did have a great weekend, I'm going to jump into that in just a moment First off, tomorrow night, Tuesday, August 24th Uh, If you want, I still got about uh, three more passes left For the House of Comedy and their Tuesday Night Showcase So hit me up, I'll throw you on the guest list Uh, Also coming up on September 9th at the Twin Cities Film Fest Their offices in uh, West End, St. Louis Park I'll get you into the show. All you got to do is drop me a line. Let me know you want in. I think I get like 10 free passes for that. Good morning, Courtney. What's up, Anna? Hi, Scooter. Everybody else had a phenomenal weekend. Uh, Wyatt, doing well. And you, I am doing very well, my friend. Thank you so much. So yeah, hung out with the family yesterday. Uh, we're getting our kids into a lot of gambling. And, uh, and not like the, we're going to go down and throw a parlay or like a trifecta bet on sports. But just like, hey, man. Uh, just know how to play some 654 at a young age. Be able to, you know, maybe like in college, take some kids for their dollar bills. Don't be a newbie at this stuff when you start having to like go out and, you know, it's one thing when your parents are throwing down, but we got like my, my 13 year old daughter and my six year old niece. They're right in the mix with the 654. I mean, my daughter, we took her on a canoe trip one time with just the fella, She cleaned us all out. I mean, literally by the end of it, man, she had cleaned out everybody. She won like sixty three dollars that night. I was like, "Never again! Are we taking your ass out canoe? And I pay for all of it, and then you take all my goddamn ones as well? Jesus Christ, kid! Uh, All right, just jumping right into it. Hopefully, everybody had a great weekend. But Friday night, oh. This was so good. Stephen Lynch, Varsity Theater. I would comfort you when you say I would just leave you crying God, the Guy can sing. I'd protect you if a lion attacked you Not trying but to fuck with no lion I would fight a man for your honor I don't know no kung fu
1: I'd carry you across a muddy field Bitch,
0: these Jordans are new
1: All
0: right. So, yeah, Stephen Lynch at the Varsity Theater, who's had a, I don't know, an ebb and flow of career. The first time I saw Stephen Lynch, it was at the State Theater in downtown Minneapolis to a sold out crowd, like 3,700 people, something like that progressively every time i see stephen lynch it's at a smaller venue with a smaller crowd but his music is getting better that's the craziest part about it like when he was when he was younger obviously he wrote stuff that he thought like you know a 23 year old guy would find to be funny like he has a song about please don't take this out of context but he has a song about killing kittens in the song, you sort of realize, oh, it's, it's a little bit more than just that. It's very creatively written. But now he's getting more into, like, you know, he has a song called This Old Heart, which is like, if he dies, take all of his organs and donate them. But you can take all my organs and give them away except for this old heart, this one. You know, leave it because you broke it long ago. And then he gets into, like, take all my fingers except for this one. This one's for you. Stuff like that. It's very creative, and it's very funny, and his music is getting better, and the... Man, the Varsity Theater holds, I think, on like a good night, maybe, maybe, maybe 800 people. I'm not sure exactly what the capacity is. Uh, there was nowhere near that. It was like maybe 400. Maybe. I mean, it felt good to be in a show. And I was, I was front row. I bought my tickets like right away. I'm part of the fan club. I'm a big fan girl. Front row, right up against the stage. I mean, like four feet away is Stephen Lynch just singing his ass off. And the guy just sounds like a beautiful angel and a lot of times as some of these guys like work their way into their 50s that that voice ain't there anymore but man he sounds just as good today at 50 as he did when he was like 23 and he played probably like seven eight brand new songs that i had never heard of Uh, everything that's going to be on the new record coming up and it's, it's so it's so funny everything is so good everything is just so like it's firing on all cylinders and yet i feel like his Notoriety is starting to wane, which is, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's too bad. I feel like more and more people should have been getting on this later. Like all the stuff that he did before the Craig machine and he did like all the, you know, when grandfather dies, all that stuff is very funny, but it's nowhere near compared to like Lion and this old heart. All this new stuff, Omaha. Oh, it's so much better than the older stuff. And yet there was, I don't know maybe the top maybe <laughs> maybe 400 people in the whole place a uh, couple of things before i move on from talking about this show which which was great uh the thing that i, I found to be uh, most troubling is uh the the dude sitting next to me who would just not stop singing like i get that we're there and we like the guy but could you just shut the fuck up for five minutes dude and not sing every song it's one thing if you want to like just sort of like under your breath, you know, just, <speaking in the background> Yeah, just it's fine. Whatever, dude. You don't need to fucking belt it out. I'm sitting right next to you. The guy singing the song is like four feet away from us. You don't think he knows the words? He's been singing them for a decade. Could you shut the fuck up? Because I'm trying to enjoy. <laughs> also, how about right in the middle of the show? How about we don't start talking about, you know, uh, the girl you're going to go, quote unquote, smash later tonight fucking bro god damn the whole show that guy would not stop fucking talking to the people that were sitting next to him about some chick he met on tinder and i'm like would you shut the fuck up dude listen that's great i'm i'm glad you're gonna get laid tonight my friend that's what we're all trying to do but could you just shut up for a moment while i just watch this guy for the next 45 minutes and then go home alone you obviously have big plans i do not this is the only enjoyment i get for tonight so shut the fuck up let that be a lesson to everybody. Shh. Quiet. No more. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about people. Inter- and I'm going to get to people interrupting in just another moment, man. Because I have decided that tonight, that on Saturday night, some stereotypes are not stereotypes because they're stereotypes. They are stereotypes because they are fucking true. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I-, I have a bunch of notes written down about that show. Oh, also... If you want to talk about people checking out nowadays, I mean, we, we talk about it at work all the time. We talk about how people just, have, you know, you tell them something, you send them an email about it, then you, you follow up four days later and you're like, hey, what about that thing I emailed you about? And they're like, ah, shit, I forgot to get to. And you're like, dude, it was in writing. It was like literally right there in front of you. I don't understand the people who check out when you tell them your drink order and then they in front of you while you are still giving the drink order Fuck it up! It happened twice, and I only bought two drinks the entire show. Right when I walked in, I walked up to the bartender. I said, "Hey, man, I'll take a uh, vodka soda with a lime." Guy says, "Yeah, no problem." Grabs a glass, grabs the the little measuring cup, you know that little like cone, double cone thing. You know, it looks like a bow tie. It's like you know, skinny in the middle, big up on top. It's on one side of it is a shot of whiskey. The other side is a full two shots. You know what I mean? The measuring cups, I guess you want to call them. I'm sure there's got to be a technical bartender's name for that. But the guy grabs it and he grabs the big side and he pours it. And then after he pours the booze into the cup, I go, holy shit, dude, that's a single? And he went, ah, goddammit, fuck. Uh, sorry, man. That's It's a jigger. Hey, listen. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Bethany, I don't think you're allowed to say that, okay? Now, there are groups of people that can call each other that, but we are not those people, Okay um but uh, the guy pours it right into the glass and i'm like fuck that's a lot and the guy goes ah shit ah you know what dude don't worry about it i'll just charge you for a single i was like well that's cool you man thank you and the guy but, but it's in a small glass so it's basically like all vodka to the top and then just a splash of club soda with a lime and right before the show started i thought i better run upstairs and like grab another drink so that i'm not like having to go mid because i hate that man mid-show ah Dave Johnson, it is the vaccine. It makes you forget stuff. Probably too soon. Never mind. <laughs> I know, but my Wi-Fi is working phenomenal right now. So, yeah. I mean, I might be forgetful, but Jesus Christ, we are definitely running at, like, LTE speeds. Definitely. So, uh, after I finish that first drink, show's about to start, and I think, well, I better I better run upstairs quick and grab another drink. So, I run up to the, uh, the bartender, and I go, yo, dude, um... Take a vodka soda with a lime. The guy goes, you want a single or you want a double? And as I am saying the word single, I want a single, just a single pour. He grabs the giant cup, sets it down, and then throws the giant, as I was just told by Bethany, he takes the jigger and he takes the large side and he pours it. And I was like, Jesus, man, God, you guys pour them thick around here. And the guy goes, ah, shit, man. I'm sorry. I, you wanted a single. You didn't want a double. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And he goes, Are you cool with the double? And I was like, I mean, I guess. Guy goes, Listen, the best part is it's a bigger drink, and you're not gonna have to come back mid-show to be able to refill. I said, Okay. The same price as the single, though, right? He's like, eh, sorry, dude. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. I didn't. I didn't fuck this up. You fucked this up. Why am I having to pay more? Because you're fuck up. That doesn't work that way. And usually, I will always pay, like, usually it's a $2 tip, almost always. Uh, and especially at the varsity, drinks are only six bucks. So it's like, I don't know, okay, two bucks, eight bucks. That makes about sense. Because if you were to go anywhere else, the drink would probably be like nine. And then you'd be just rounding up to 10. So usually two bucks. But I was like, well, fuck, now I'm on the hook for like an $11 drink. So, and this guy fucked up. Anyone give me the right price. So when I tipped him, I just tipped him a buck. I was like, That's all, dude, it's, you would have gotten my extra dollar had you not fucked it up and had you given me the price of the thing that I said that I wanted. And when the guy, like, took the receipt and he turned and looked at it and saw my tip was only a dollar, I could see, like, he was kind of going, ugh, fucking thanks, dude. Ugh, got only a dollar? Like, no. If you wouldn't have been a fuck-up and listened to the words I would have said, I gladly would have tipped you even more. Were you a nice guy? Yeah. Does the varsity rule? Of course. Do they sometimes hire incompetent bartenders? Absolutely. It's just fucking, that's the way it works sometimes. But Lynch is just outstandingly funny and such a good performer and an amazing singer. And I implore you, I recommend, go out, f- search out some Stephen Lynch. If he comes back around again, buy some tickets. It was, it was dreadful that there was only like 400 people in that place. And I used to see this guy i mean the first time at the state theater the second time at the skyway also the uh, it's not the pantages theater and now maybe it was the pantages theater in madison i'm spacing on it now but either way guy's phenomenal please definitely go check him out all right what else we got going on so over the weekend uh i went out and uh, happened to catch a, a new movie which i'm not a big horror movie guy For whatever reason, I'd much rather just go see comedies. If I'm going to watch a horror movie, I want it to be around October, November. I want to just like, you know, sit around during the fall time, get out all the Halloween decor. That's when I like watching horror movies, not in the middle of summer. I want to usually go see, you know, good shit. But I had heard that this, I don't know if you guys saw the original, there was a movie called Don't Breathe. It was Pretty much based on a story that had happened here in Minnesota that I was unaware of. But then Don't Breathe 2 just recently came out. I believe it was last Friday is when it dropped. I went and saw it on Saturday night. I get to go to town today, right? You need to pass all your tests. Failed. The gun is in my hand. Remember,
1: the guy's blind, but he's still dangerous.
0: Okay, can we have enough movies where the blind guy also fucking kicks ass? No more. I can't do it. I'm done. No more with the blind being able to like... There's a scene in that movie where that guy, in the middle of a wide open room, there is a dude running 50 feet away from him. Across. The guy is blind. He has a hammer in his hand. He takes the hammer, throws it, hits the guy directly in the side of the temple and kills him. On what fucking plane of existence could a blind guy in a dark room who's had the shit kicked out of him for two hours pinpoint accurately smash the claw side of a hammer into the skull of an intruder? That shit? No way. I'm done. Listen, I am all about leaving the realms of reality in movies, but holy shit, how much can a blind guy... Every once in a while, you have to miss for this to be somewhat based in reality. The guy is blind and yet can fire a gun at somebody, can hear the the smallest creak of a step and turn around with like a ninja star and, you know, drive that thing directly into the dude's eye. Come on. I mean, after like two hours of this guy just like, I mean, no pun intended, blindly kicking ass. You just went, oh my God, dude. Oh, no, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with Daredevil, with Ben Affleck. I can't, I'm all about the, uh, you know, people with, uh, with senses, you know, like overcoming, you know, when you are lacking one, like, you know, you hear about your senses if you, you know, you lose the ability to hear and all of your other senses get heightened, you know? So I'm all about that. But the dude who's blind, you can throw a hammer and hit the guy in the side of the head. Now, if he got him in like, you know, the thigh or the ankle, I'd be like, all right, I can see that. But no, he fucking smoked this dude in the skull, like right in the side of the head. Hammer claw side, stuck in. Lynx, every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. I get that. But this was two hours of this guy finding squirrels. And I just thought there's no way not a chance it just i don't know it just kind of took me out of it now obviously they have to play it up a little bit where there are moments where his blindness does play it pay, you know plays a factor but for after two hours i just went come on you guys but also i'm not like a horror guy but it was good you know if you're a horror person and if you like the original jane levy was in the original and uh that man she's lights out great in everything but I would say, uh, if you're a horror person, definitely, uh, definitely go check it out. I wasn't sure if it's a thriller or do you categorize it as a horror movie? I'm not sure because it feels like a, more like a thriller, even though like, I don't know, it wasn't gory. And I guess maybe that's sort of where like, you know, you put those Friday the 13th, the nightmare on Elm streets, put those into horror films, but not, I guess not this a thriller thriller. I'm not sure. Exactly. Uh, I did, uh, while we were, uh, Uh, sitting around yesterday watching the Brewers game, I did come up with a little parody uh, short film we could do called Don't Fart, which I think would be great where somebody breaks into your house and uh, right before they break in, you just got done eating a pile of beans, thinking that tonight was just gonna, you're gonna have a nice little lonely night in, you know, eat a pile of beans and maybe make some popcorn, watch a little movie, you know, do it in your boxer shorts, you know, Probably go to bed early because you got a big day coming up on Monday and then somebody breaks in and now you're trying to hold your farts in because then they're going to hear you. You're trying to like get through the nooks and crannies of your house without dying. But the whole time you're just trying to, you know, you're touching fabric on the backside. Imagine just you like tucked up underneath your stairs and next thing you know, man, you got a goddamn guy with a claw hammer smoking you from 50 feet away. I'm not saying that they're going to make this movie. I'm not saying it's going to get greenlit. I'm not saying that Matt Damon is attached to it. I'm not saying that we got a budget of 1500000 million. I'm not saying that maybe we got a couple of the guys from Super Troopers that maybe had showed some interest in it because we all know that their returns on investment, $1.6 million to make Super Troopers, it made $90 million. I mean, that's just domestic box office. I'm just saying that these are things that may or may not happen and I I think maybe you should get on board the thing I wanted to talk about was stereotypes you see it in movies all the time and there were and this is why I'm saying it's not a stereotype if it's true anymore because there was only about 12 people in the theater there's about 4 white people, me being one of them and about I don't know, maybe 15 to 20 black men, black women the entire movie, the goddamn phone is out, the talking, the fucking back and forth. It's like, could you shut the fuck up for a moment? And I'm laughing hysterically because I'm like, dude, there's no way that you can like get around this, man. And it, the Waynes brothers have been depicting loud black people in theaters for fucking years. <laughs> and I'm like, and maybe this was just like the first time I had ever seen this come to tr- come to light. And I'm like, wow, holy shit. What do you know, dude? This is fucking totally... This is not a stereotype. This is totally true. Now, I get that white people can be assholes too, okay? I'm not, like, saying that they're not all. Fuck, I've been to many of independent movies over in Edina at the, you know, the 50th in France theater that shut down, and it's, you know, dark as shit, and there's just some fucking, like, 26-year-old, you know, blonde white girl who's been living on high society right in the middle of the movie, just fucking pulls her phone out, and you're like, could you shut could you go in the fucking hallway lady oh my god uh amanda talking about don't fart unless they are silent and deadly that might be beneficial oh yeah dude that's a whole twist i didn't see maybe he realizes that the farts caused by maybe that can of beans is the only way to take out the intruders but he's got to you know play that fine line because if he lets one out and it's too loud they'll kill him so he's always like, you know, just like, you know, opening up the diaphragm of the sphincter. Just... Oh, too loud. There you go. Next thing you know, intruded fucking dude. Dude, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. <laughs> oh, my God. Or 40, remind you. Fucking 40-year-old people sitting around. All right, uh, moving on. So, yeah, so I would say go check out Breathe 2. Definitely go check out some Stephen Lynch. That was the weekend. Uh, but then this just came out early last week, and I am I know we don't talk about it a, a lot. I just wanted to bring it up because as I was hearing some of these clips from this Mike Richards podcast, do you guys know the story? Dude, Mike Richards, executive producer of um, – Uh, jeopardy and formerly of the price is right he's also the executive producer or one of the executive producers on wheel of fortune well this dude was just recently named the new host oh yes co-host somewhat host of jeopardy right been a part of it for years and i mean he had to have known that this was going to happen people were going to go out they were going to dig up a bunch of dirt about this dude and then try to get his ass fired so obviously that was coming down the pike And people found what they were looking for. So this is from a podcast that he did called the, uh, I had it up in front of me just a moment ago. Is it the, it's something dumb podcast. God, I should have printed this stupid ass thing off, but I was, I was going through it and I'm like, all right, so it is a podcast hosted by a 40 year old white dude with like 32 year old, you know, kind of bimbo-y. I don't want to say bimbo-y. That's not, not, not that's not the right term. It, um, uh what would be airheady i don't know there's got to be a better term for it because sometimes there's there's like a fine line sometimes when it comes to people being on the radio you know dudes sometimes either go down the route of like they're phenomenal broadcasters or they're just like complete cheese dicks one of the two and Women have that same sort of line that they have to straddle where it's like you're either incredibly intelligent and great at what you do or you just sound stupid and you just add a little bit of laughter every once in a while. And that's it. I mean, it goes for both genders and it's really difficult, uh, especially when you get sort of pigeonholed into one of those things. You can't really like fire your way back out of it. You know, It, it really does take a long time. You have to just get to a level of comfort. If you are one of those people that just sound like a total douchebag. I was uh, I was in Florida. I was on a road trip in Florida, and I was listening to some radio station down there. And while we're listening, the host of it, I don't even know what the fuck this guy was talking about, but there was something with Jessica Alba in the news. And I don't know, guy must have been probably upper 30s, low 40s. Co-host must have been like 27, 28, female. Falls into the category of super smart on the air. This guy falls into the category of huge douchebag. Why they cast these two together on a show, I have no idea. But the joke he had said after she got done reading this story about Jennifer Alba, I think she may have just sold her company for like whatever, you know, $500 million. The joke he said, i was so floored by it, and I'll never forget it. The guy goes, do you know what the best part about, about slicking back Jessica Alba's hair and you could tell the girl was like, oh, my God, where is this? Where is this going? And he said, I think the thing he said was because in the shower, she looks like she's 12. And it was like a long pause. On You can even hear it in my voice right now. I was like, oh, my God, fucking what, dude? What the fuck are you saying? And she went, "Um, did you say that on the radio just now? And he was like, lights are still on. Hey, man, I'm just saying. I was like, don't just say, you fucking weirdo. What is your problem? Gross. Ick. No wonder why this girl has so much disdain in her voice for you. You're an asshole. And that's usually what you get. So I was listening to this podcast that they had put out and some of these clips that Mike Richards had allowed himself to kind of, you know, I guess show off that douchey side. And every guy who's on the radio at some point, you sometimes go down this route and it sucks. But I'm telling you, every guy has had those moments. The best of broadcasters have all had those moments where they look back and go, Ugh, God, I wish I wouldn't have said that or done that. But here's one of the clips that Mike Richards is now being canceled for. Because if you didn't hear the news, he stepped down as the host of Jeopardy.
1: See, I don't want to make this a political show. I know. Because here's the thing with Beth. Is that I know that you're hardworking and I know that you're out there trying to get stuff going. Mm -hmm. The dangerous side about the crack that you just took Mm -hmm. is that not everyone is like you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But everyone can collect unemployment, which is why we have so many people on unemployment right now, Mm -hmm. which is why we have so many people on food stamps. Because what if you got unemployment
0: and food stamps? You'd be like, good Lord. I make you know what I'm saying? Okay. so what he's talking about there when he says the crack that you just took is this co-host of his was given $325 a week for unemployment benefits, which she then took in return. And because she's done well, I think she was a former host on something or another. She may have been like one of the Barker's beauties from The Price is Right years ago. I didn't really get a whole backstory on her, but it made it sound like she's done very well in life. So the money that she was getting from the government, she was going out in return. She was Giving it to people like, you know, maybe homeless or a charity that could probably use it. And this guy went on to say, like, the problem is, yes, you are doing very well. But the people who aren't who are getting a handout, um, they tend to want to find other ways to be able to get handouts. And you're not really helping these people help themselves. And that's what we have to figure out, which if anybody's been watching the news in Afghanistan, that's exactly what the fuck is going on over there right now. If you watch CBS Sunday morning, our military helped build up this army, but we didn't build them up. We just did a bunch of shit for them and gave them a bunch of stuff and didn't really teach them how to use it. We kind of did everything. And then when we pulled out way too prematurely, these people were like, we don't know how to fucking do any of this stuff. The U.S. has been doing it for us for the last five years. So there's not a chance in hell we'd be able to stand our ground. So all of a sudden the Taliban shows up and they're like, dude, we don't know what the fuck we're doing still because the U.S. has been doing it for us. A prime example of hey man like sometimes you got to goddamn kick the bird out of the nest and let it see if it flies so he's getting canceled for that and i'm like all right i don't find that to be that egregious i don't think that this is that big of a deal so the other thing that he's kind of getting you know taken to task for is a comment that he made about people who work at trade shows if you've ever been to like a, you know, the CS, CSE, CES, CES show in Vegas, if you've ever gone to like a car show, if you've ever gone somewhere that's, te- you know, like a uh every now and again we'll go to like a photography, videography convention and when you go, all these companies have all their booths and they're showing off all their shit and they finally realized that having... 10 guys in there who have high water pants and glasses probably ain't going to sell as much as like a couple of 23 year old really good looking gals that you just teach a couple of specs to that they can spit out to people. And then when you need to call in reinforcements, you have one guy with the glasses and the high waters who can come over and explain something if they realize like this could be a potential big sale. And then that guy steps in. So somebody figured out a long time ago, sex sells in all aspects. Whether it be cars, whether it be cigarettes, whether it be photography equipment, whatever it is. And they just realized, hey, if we get some good looking people, guy or girl, to stand at our booth, it might attract some business. And this is what Mike had to say about his co-host taking one of those jobs. And to the point to where Beth got a job being a, was it a booth hoe? Is that right
1: yeah. at, at CES? Use a booth babe. I don't think yeah. they use the word hoe for that. <laughs> what is a booth babe? A booth. Whatever. A booth slut is someone who dresses up in very product- provocative clothes.
0: She was in a t-shirt. Well,
1: she was. She was in a white t-shirt contest.
0: Okay, so Mike Richards being somewhat kind of funny, calling it a hoe, but then the gal follows up with booth babe, and nobody's t- calling her out on that. I w- I get that home. I in the you know, terminology department, ho might be a little bit higher up on the list than babe. But, you know, if if you're a champion in a cause and you're out there calling them booth babes, and I don't know, maybe we also, like, tell her, hey, fucking knock it off with that terminology, too. Why don't we just call a booth attendant, guy or girl, right? Also, let's not forget, man, like, sometimes people are just put on this earth to be good-looking. There's nothing wrong with that absolutely if you've watched prices right lately it, they've gone from they've gone the way of you know just having ladies on it's all it's dudes and these dudes have no idea what they're doing if you watch them their hand movements how their placement of things the way they like showcase the products when they're waving their hand in front of it they, they look like deer in headlights like they have no idea what they're doing up there but i'm sure the price is right was like hey man uh two things one we got a ton of ladies that watch this show so maybe we put a little eye candy on for them uh and two uh let's not get ourselves into a a little bit of cancel culture let's just go ahead and put guys on and then that way nobody can come back and call us sexist or whatever it is so they get these dudes up there to showcase you know the ipad or the you know the broy hill fucking bark lounger whatever it might be and when they do These guys have no idea what they're doing, but I'm sure the price is right. It's like, hey, man, we're doing our job, so don't get on our asses. This is what you guys asked for. So I hear that. I go, all right, dude, probably don't have to call them booth hoes. I mean, that's a little derogatory. Plus, I'm sure there's some people out there that take these jobs that are really trying to, like, do something. Maybe they are an actress or an actor or a singer, and they're just trying to make a couple of extra bucks. Or maybe they do have a kid at home. It might, whatever it might be. Maybe this is just like their part-time job. Maybe Bootho Okay, I could see how people be like a little, gross. Here's the one that he's really taking a lot of heat for. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever taken a nude picture?
1: I'm not answering that question to you, Mike Richards. Answer it right now to your <laughs> no, fans. I'm have not, you? I mean, I've, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. I have. Not like naked. I've taken like cute pictures of myself. That I thought. What does that mean? I what don't does know, that mean? I thought I was like so cute. <laughs>
0: Like booby pictures? What are we looking at? (laughs) Okay, so this little tiny piece of audio that people have been like, you know, banging a drum on, this guy asked this question right after, it was like 2013, 2014. Do you guys remember when there was a big iCloud breach and celebrities like Lindsay Lohan and Amy Schumer, all these females had, I think Jessica Alba was actually involved with that. Um, All these females had nude pictures of them leaked via iCloud. So it's topical. And I bet if you were to go and find every radio station on the planet that was reading that same exact article, at some point, somebody from one of those shows, guy or girl, looked at their co-host and said, you ever take a nude? I bet you you've taken a nude, haven't you? I bet you have. I bet you've taken a nude. Everybody's done it. You ask those questions to the people that you're just chummy with. It doesn't always have to be just, you know, um somebody like on a show. I mean, we ask that of people that we know. Of. Think about it. How many times have you gone out for a couple of drinks and towards the end of the night, somebody brings up like, you know, sexting and then they go, oh, you guys have never sexted? And a couple across the table is like, well, nah, it's not really. Earth- you." Oh, come on. You guys have never sent a nude picture to one another, like in the middle of the day, just like maybe, you know, Rick is home alone and he's got the day off and you're at work and you just get a text, you open it up and it's just like, you know, him laying in bed saying something like, I can't wait for you to get home. Nothing like that. No, that question has been asked of almost everybody on the planet. So how about we mm, take it back from that guy a little bit? How about we stop giving him shit about this? But there was one clip that I did here and I went, okay, all right, I think you might have a point. Maybe Mike Richards, even though he put out a statement saying the the audio that you're hearing from the podcast does not reflect who I am or the people that I work with. Eh, it might be. Listen to this. Everyone's going to wear one pieces
1: and look really frumpy and overweight. Yeah. Now, uh, that's so funny because no one's overweight, but but they all look right. terrible I, in the picture. Yeah, they look fat like, and, and like not good in the picture. It's bad. Oh my God! You, you look great. Hilarious. You look like a Sports Illustrated model, and then you've got One Piece Malones on either side of you, <laughs> which are like, just horrible. I can't wait to meet my roommate because she's literally going to be like walk up
0: to you in like a bag and be like,
1: "Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm wearing a smock. I'm
0: wearing a smock, and I'm going to give her a smack. You ready for some news? <laughs> All right, Mike Richards. This is the one thing where you and I might have to like part paths, my friend. Because looking at a picture of three good-looking ladies, what he was doing was his co-host had posted a picture of her and her two friends um, on like a I think it might have been Instagram or Facebook. And they were, two of the three were wearing one-piece bikinis. One-piece, not a bikini, I guess one-piece swimsuit. And his argument against the one-piece is that it makes girls look fat. And he keeps saying like, yeah, your friends look frumpy because of it. Which I thought, like, dude, if if that guy was standing right in front of you, would you say, like, hey, probably don't wear the one piece because you look kind of fat in it on Instagram? Like, it kind of felt dirty. I listened to that clip and just went, you know, man, I, I the Billy Bushes of the world, when they kind of have, I, Billy Bush, I gave a pass to. Because I was like, yes, what you were involved with was gross. And the fucking guy talking about grabbing people by the pussy and all that. You, you could have said something. But in that moment, you are the interviewer. It is not your statement. You are trying to make it as comfortable as you possibly can. And just like anything else, you are trying to get the person that you are either interviewing or that you are doing public speaking in front of, you want them to know that you are on their side. So I'm sure Billy Bush in that moment of there's nobody around, even though I don't agree with what he is saying, I am just gonna go ahead and kind of laugh with it because if I get combative, he's gonna shut down and then we're never gonna be able to get this interview. So, yes, it might be gross, and yes, it might be weird, but at least Billy Bush, but this, we're t- this is the guy who was probably on the casting decisions of the gals who used to walk around Prices Right for 10 years. So, when that guy's talking about, like, I mean, imagine the shit, if he's doing this on a podcast, think of the shit that he would talk about behind closed doors when a gal would come in and try to get on The prices Right. And I'm sure he made him get up and turn circles in a, in an office somewhere in a one-piece bikini or one-piece bathing suit and be super, after, she'd be like, well, this, you look great. And then shut the door and be like, ugh, that fat hog, there's no way we're gonna be able to let her in. Ugh, so gross. That was the one clip where I went, all right, you know what, dude? And especially for it not being some like when Amy Schumer puts out the, the 12-month calendar of her basically nude. That gives you a little bit more free range to be able to say like, eh, not really my thing. Whatever, she's putting it out there in a way where it's just like music or it's just like movies, anything like that, you will definitely get a level of criticism because it is art and you are putting it out and people will, you know, they'll stick their eyeballs on it and make judgments about it. Where this is just like three gals at the beach just like trying to have some fun with their friends and their family and have a couple of cocktails and it's Sunday and they probably didn't take a shower and just thought, ah, Christ, just throw on the suit and walk down and hang out with the families for the day. Maybe we don't, you know, fucking judge (laughs) three ladies who are just like trying to enjoy themselves, huh? That's the one clip where – because usually I'm always the one that just goes, oh, my God, the cancel culture and all that bullshit. God, you guys suck. Just knock it off with all this. And then I heard that clip and went, all right, maybe Mike Richards is not the dude that we all kind of thought he was. Plus, I didn't think he was that great of a host. I mean, he was was fine. He was good. I get it. He was probably of all the hosts that they had, all the guest hosts, he was probably the best. Uh, But they should just give that thing to LeVar Burton, right? I mean, even Ryan Reynolds this past week sent out a tweet just saying like, for years, you know, people were on Twitter saying like, hey, they wanted to see me as Deadpool. They want a Deadpool movie. And the studio went, no, 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 no. And then finally they caved because there was enough fans. And next thing you know, we're making our third Deadpool movie. And then at the bottom it said, oh, hi, Lavar Burton. Saying like, if you get enough people behind this, eventually studios will listen. Because it's all money driven. They'll listen to it and go, okay, we'll make this movie because they want it. So keep pounding that drum and hopefully uh, we get a chance to see LaVar. I think, like I said before, I think he'd be a great host. I think he'd be fine. It'd be fun. You know, he did so much for so many at such a young age. I mean, how can't you remember the butterfly in the sky? I twice as I take a, a reading rainbow. All right, make sure you find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. On Stitcher and every day at 9.45 a.m. We go live on Instagram. It's just at Rudy underscore Povich. Once again, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland.